0: Well, John, Operation Warp Speed delivered the vaccine for approval, but where the heck is it in Boston? I can't find it.
1: Can't find it there. Can't find it most places.
0: Welcome to Care Talk, your happy home for incisive debate about healthcare, business, and policy. I'm David Williams, president
1: of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics.
0: Hey, John, talk about a slow roller. How about that vaccine?
1: Not moving. It borders on incompetence at a national level, not to have a plan, not to be able to track or find the vaccines. It's scary. We need to fix this and we need to fix it ASAP. What do you think?
0: Well, John, maybe what happened was this warp speed, you know, nobody really believed it. It was a great talking point. Hey, they'll have the vaccine by November. And it's like, oh yeah, Right. I'm
1: not going to plan for that to happen. Okay, stop. I mean, we we, we have a national system to the, that successfully distributes 140 million flu doses a year. This is should be rolling out of bed for a company, country that spends so much of its money on healthcare, has so much infrastructure. I mean, come on, we. This is something that well, we. Can't,
0: yeah, fine, John. So I think probably, you know, let, let's get into some, you know, some lessons learned. First, some interesting anomalies, John. Whenever I see a list of like, you know, 50 states according to this, that, or the other, could be about like, you know, childhood literacy, or, you know, clean air, or economic development. And it's always like, you have states like Massachusetts are at the top, and you always have like Mississippi and Alabama at the bottom. Yeah. Am I right? Buy it. Of course I'm right. You're buying it. Yeah. So, but what's the story here, John, with the vaccine rollout and saying what percentage of people are vaccinated or what percentage of the vaccines are being used? You've got, you do have Mississippi and Alabama at the bottom, but you've also got Massachusetts down there. Meanwhile, the perennial laggards like West Virginia are at the top and also Connecticut, John, probably because you're there.
1: Stop. I mean, David, you're such a Northeastern snob when you come down to it. I mean, uh, yeah, of course they're at the bottom. I mean, Let's just look at this for what it is. It's this entrepreneurial moment for health, public health, and government leadership. And I honestly am inspired by the fact that we've got red states and blue states that are near the top and with very different healthcare infrastructures. It's a great example of leadership. In the case of uh, South Dakota, the, the governor has is working with the two or three health systems there. Who are meeting twice a week to make sure that they're absolutely optimizing and getting as many people vaccinated as possible. In the case of West Virginia, which is a beautiful state, by the way, with incredible natural resources, and by the way, one of the oldest populations in the country and one of the most, uh, uh, the, the oldest population with most chronic conditions is like number one or number two in vaccine, leveraging vaccine distribution, leveraging independent pharmacies, regular pharmacies, and the National Guard. Uh, message to governors: You've all got a national guard. National guard is actually pretty good at logistics and dealing with emergency. This is an emergency. Light up the national guard. And finally, the state of Connecticut, a, a blue state, which got organized in public-private partnerships, bringing institutions and public health institutions, leveraging the hospitals, ha- forcing them to work together, and then adding ambassadors to where there are healthcare deserts to underrepresented communities. Which is also and the other thing about those three states is they're not only. Uh, uh, Vaccinating a high number of people, they're actually, you know, using most of the vaccines they've got. Unlike Massachusetts, which I think must be something's got to be breaking down in in that ivory tower of yours, Dave. (laughs) John, I think they
0: they get excited by having a freeze. You know, I got these all these high tech freezers that somebody let them order, and it's like it's a good thing if it's like the freezer is stocked you know, instead of like what they do in Seattle is unplug it, let everybody come and race and get the vaccine. So John, I'm trying to figure out, so like South Dakota's Mount Rushmore, West Virginia, coal mines, Connecticut. I, I'm trying to think of something just to, st- oh, the insurance industry. So there's a lot of
1: different things that they have in, they have in common. Organized, David. The, the vaccine thing is like, look, the, we're missing on therapeutics. I st- I still think we're behind there. We're missing in terms of testing in a sensible way. I mean, in many states, it's only one of fifteen. Uh, uh, positive test results are actually getting sequenced. And we have to be sequencing all positives so that we can track these new mutant variables, uh, the new mutant viral strains from South Africa or or the UK or whatever. Um, But- Yeah, or your neighborhood, John. (laughs) This vaccine stuff is actually pretty straightforward. We do it every year. It's embarrassing that we aren't doing it better. And- I don't quite know how you 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 federalize it, but there needs to be more federal and local leadership.
0: All right, Sean, you're very defeatist here. So in Israel, they seem to be managed to to vaccinate about in Israel, they've they've vaccinated about ten times as many people on a per capita basis as the U.S. So, but on the other hand, they're still in the pandemic. They're still doing a lockdown. So you know what's the, what's the story? Well, let's let's first answer
1: the question of what did they get right.
0: Yeah. All right. So what they got right, first of all, they saw this as an issue upfront. They went and negotiated with Pfizer, secured a supply of vaccines. Then they got, once they saw the Pfizer one was working, they went and they negotiated to make sure that they could get a second dose. And they did that by becoming essentially a a living laboratory, real world evidence about how well the vaccine was working. Pfizer and others can use that information uh, to basically see if the vaccine's working and and to use it for uh you know for rollout uh, elsewhere. So that's one thing they got right. And then the other thing is they treat it really as a civil defense exercise, something with urgency, a mission and deadline and getting stuff done. And so that's also helped.
1: Yeah, I think I think that you know the the, the difficult history of Israel has prepared it for responding quickly to a national crisis. But to answer your question you know, just because you've got a, a let's say eighty to ninety percent of the people over seventy and the vast majority of people over sixty vaccinated doesn't mean you actually have the virus under control. And what what is the example of Israel has shown is even with ten times as many people vaccinated on a per capita basis, the virus is still running around because certain parts of that population in that country have chosen not to social distance, have not uh, are not using their masks, and they're ignoring it. And this is still a very deadly, unpredictable. Virus, and so that's why they're still in lockdown. The other thing I think you're missing, David, which I think we we also are at a disadvantage in the U.S. They have a true digital wired infrastructure. Every Israeli citizen has a number. Every all of their uh, all of their activity is tracked in in uh, in their electronic health records. There's four HMOs with fully interoperable systems. That kind of um, uh, digital illumination and connection allows you to really manage not just your health and the information about your health better, but the, the country to actually manage the population more effectively. And we'd be in much better shape if we were faster down the, the track of getting that kind of interoperability and identification, which sometimes scares people in the US, but there's a huge public health benefit of knowing who's sick, who's got help, who, who's getting healthcare, and who's not. John, I want to make
0: sure we don't inadvertently uh, diss the vaccine because uh, while it's true, there's plenty of infections that still occur once there's vaccination. First of all, there'll be fewer once more people have a vaccination and once they've had it for for a couple of weeks and had their second dose. But one thing the vaccines do very well is prevent severe illness and death and hospitalization. So even if people are, are getting COVID-19, they're much less likely uh, to die from it. So the vaccines, you know, it really is a tremendous thing and everybody should go out and get one uh, when they have the chance
1: it's It's a really important point david that that um and you're supposed to be disagreeing with me no i i on this one i i do think that the the vaccine there's so much news pro and anti vaccine that is misleading that one thing that is uniformly clear is that all of these vaccines are actually providing some element of protective immunity and in the cases of where it's partial they're they they appear to be extremely well designed to prevent people from getting very seriously ill which is which is kind of what 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 our what our everyone's objective should be but i also still think we need to put more money and time and investment so we have a warp speed in therapeutics and and therapeutics those things that actually could, could could help make this more manageable if you do get sick and we have to actually pay for getting all these positive samples sequenced so that we know where your friend's the mutants viruses are actually lying.
0: Yeah. Well, John, since we need to save some money on all that stuff and run a big deficit, I think that we should actually use the Chinese and Russian vaccines, which actually have shown to be highly effective, even after we were first worried about the tr- you know, transparency of the data collection. And I'm going to sign you up for the China and Russia vax.
1: Not. I mean, come on, David. Do you think at a time when there's skepticism that people are going to want your friends, the Russians who just ha- have been ha- hacking and breaking our systems and our friends, the Chinese? Who are who are, are chasing our, our our ships in the in the in the South China Sea? I mean, I, I don't think now is a time when we should try to be to internationalize our access to vaccines. We need to go with the vaccines we've got. We've got to deal with the trust issues and the challenges that we've already got. Why don't add to them by 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 showing more flexibility in, internationally than, than than we need to? Those those vaccines, if they work, and again, to your point, there's not that much transparency about the clinical side of it, uh, I think we, 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 we give them a pass in the U.S.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll send them off to our friends uh, elsewhere. There'll also be vaccines from India. But John, I think it really is important to make sure that we realize that the vaccine is going to be very helpful, but it's not going to end the pandemic. We still need therapeutics. We still need testing. As you're saying, we need to advance that. We need social distancing. And we need to realize that, you know, we're going to be in this for some time now, um, and we have to make some adjustments, uh, and, uh, plan accordingly. Not say, Hey, you know what? I'm sick of this thing. I'll, okay. You know what? I'll tell you what I'll, I'll, I'll take the vaccine, but then I'm done with the pandemic. Throw it out.
1: Pandemic's not done with us.
0: All right, John. Well, I'm done with this. I'm done with you, at least for this episode of Care Talk. And I'm David Williams, president of Health Business
1: Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of Carecentrics. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and always feel free to leave a review. We we learn from those reviews. We appreciate them. And thanks for listening. And John needs the attention. So does David.